how do you successfully appeal an Amazon suspension? This is a part two to our yesterday's video about common reasons for suspensions. My name is Stephen Pope, and this is the My Amazon Guy podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the Alpha Raven House. It's a way to get reviews on Amazon, and it's a kind of a new service uh, similar to those viral launches in the world uh, to get verified ranked reviews on Amazon. All right, so today I'm going to be talking about suspension appeals and what to do about that. And if you're struggling with your suspensions or need help with your reinstatements, go over to myamazonguy.com and contact us. We'll be happy to help you with any of that. So root causes, the key to a successful Amazon suspension appeal. This is an article by the web retailer, and I thought it was pretty good. Um, so I'm going to read some excerpts from it and talk to you about that. So um, their, their main stick on this email, so to speak, is identifying the root cause that led to the complaints. And they give some translation. They make this, kind of, they, quite frankly, they translate it into English, if you will, because uh, Amazon likes to uh, tell you to admit fault. And it can be a little confusing process. So it says, when Amazon asks you for the root cause that led to the complaints, they really mean the root cause. Tell them precisely what lies behind the complaints, which led to the notification as closely as you can. Don't quote back to them what the buyer said or repeat Amazon's opening paragraph. Many sellers do that, but you have to step forward and show some analysis. And I think that's the key, right? Show some analysis. So if you're, uh, and they give some examples, we'll kind of go through them today. I think they're pretty good. Here's how to look beyond the symptoms and get to the root causes. So um, I'll put a link to this article in the description of the video. I think it's really kind of spot on. Uh, so what's the big deal about root causes? It's the crucial, um, it's crucial to nail down your understanding of what happens to those complaints. So a performance team investigators don't want to read your POA to the end. They want to find an excuse to toss it aside. Sellers assume that investigators want to read the whole POA, and it's possible the biggest mistake you can make with your appeal. Don't give investigators an easy reason to pull the plug on you. And this is also kind of a net benefit, in my opinion, for why you should have short POAs. Because if you give too much information, they have more reasons and excuses to throw it away. If you're able to identify the seller performance exactly what went wrong and led to the buyer or brand complaints, that means you'll probably know what you need to do to fix things. At minimum, it gives the investigator the confidence to keep reading and consider your appeal for reinstatement. So providing correct diagnostics and root causes is simply an exercise Amazon puts you through to fill up those account annotations. To Amazon, details around causality really do matter. If you can't properly identify what went wrong, how can you execute the steps to prevent future buyer or brand complaints? There are really three sections uh, to a POA. Typically, it's identify root cause. Uh, how did you fix the problem? How are you going to prevent the problem from reoccurring? Um, so the first section, what went wrong? Diagnosis, strategy in relation to what went wrong forms a big part of how we approach account reinstatement work with um, the situation, we understand the key difference between what Amazon refers to as a root cause, the problem that led to complaints, and the seller's perspective on what happened. Those differences can make or break account suspension appeals. And why this matters is because when you have suspension appeals, 
you you get a quick response on your first one, quick response on your second one. But if you go to the third response, you're going to be a couple weeks to get that account back. And a couple weeks of lost revenue can mean thousands of dollars, which is why there's so many services out there to charge 500 bucks, $1,000 on suspension appeals. And that's because it's really worth that amount of money to you as a seller. So um, there's a lot of mistakes that are made. So let's go to the translations and skip ahead a little bit in the article. Uh, expired products. It's not unusual for buyers to complain about products being past their expiration date or lacking an expiration date in completely. So what sellers typically say, uh, this is probably my favorite part of the article, buyers thought the item were expired because the item doesn't have an expiration date or buyers didn't find the expiration date on the product, but it's there. Root causes that Amazon wants to hear. We did not realize that buyers looking for an expiration date would have trouble finding them on the bottom of the bottle. Or we failed to appreciate that several buyers would mistake the lot code for the expiration date due to similar code formatting. So uh, another type is inauthentic complaints. Buyers made authenticity complaints because we sold their under listings that did not exactly match the products we sold. That's what sellers say. But root cause that Amazon wants to hear, we lack the listing review oversight process to match our inventory to the proper product detail pages 100% in every detail. Late shipment rates. What sellers say, we had technical error in our order fulfillment software that delayed uh, some shipments until we could correct it. Root cause that Amazon wants to hear. We failed to assign a manager to monitor our tools and processes for on-time shipment confirmations, which led to some late shipments and out-of-range metrics. Safety concerns. What sellers say, a buyer who consumed our product did not read the instruction or check out with their doctor in advance to see if their allergy would be provoked when consuming the item. But the root cause Amazon wants to hear, we failed to update our listing details to include information on specific allergies that could lead to bad buyer experiences or health concerns. Rights owner complaints. More and more brand owners are monitoring the Amazon marketplace and filing infringement notices when they find that intellectual property is being misused. What sellers say, we listed our products after matching UPCs and joined an already established listing. We did not create the listing. Or we have continued contact the rights owner to resolve the dispute, but they have not replied to us. Root cause that Amazon wants to hear. We failed to verify authorization with brands or notify them of our intended Amazon sales prior to listing and selling their products on Amazon. And we failed to maintain supply chain documentations for proof of authenticity purposes. Next one is ASIN variation misuse. What sellers say, we follow other sellers who had created listings using the same parent-child format we use. Root cause that Amazon wants to hear, we failed to understand that Amazon listing policies or train our listing creation staff accordingly. We joined an active listing but misunderstood the violation around variation creation. An example for a variation mistake that sellers often make with uh, their own products, we failed to understand violations of policy around creating child ASIN variations from other child ASINs. That one's a little bit more confusing. Uh, variation misuse is probably one of the um, one of the top three increase in suspension reasons. I covered this one in detail in our last podcast, and uh, and it's it's one that's a really hot topic right now because, quite frankly. Uh, Amazon did not enforce this for years. And all of a sudden, the last 90 days, they've been hawks about it. It's been a problem. So in in summary of, of root cause, you got to make sure that root cause comes 
first. That should be the very first couple sentences in any POA. Um, the article is entirely about this because that's how important it is. The next two sections on a POA include um, identifying how you fix the problem. And the, sec and the third and final one is what you're going to do to prevent it from recurring again. Now, some of what you heard in the root cause explanations do cross apply over to uh, those other two sections, and it's worth kind of having that theme throughout your POA. So, uh, hey, let's go with the one, let's go with the expired product example and go further with that. So, we failed to realize that customers would have a hard time seeing the expiration on the bottom of the bottle. Okay, so that was step one. Step two. We've now since added the expiration date to the front of the label. Now that actually be, be kind of difficult to make a manufacturing change like that, right? So uh, what you could do also is we've also added to our product description that uh, buyers can find the expiration date on the bottom of bottles. Um, so that would be another way you could claim to solve uh, the problem. And then, the, and then the, the solution to solve it for a future problem um, is is in that same vein, right? So we've added this information to uh, our training documents with our staff and customer service so that if any questions come up, we know how to ad correctly identify where to tell customers to find this expiration date. Uh, we've also contacted our manufacturer to adjust the label accordingly and make it more um, easy to understand. So that would be a good way to do a POA on that. But uh, many sellers struggle with these POAs. You, you know, if you're one of those sellers that's getting to that second or third uh, suspension response, you should hire an expert. We've got a service for you. If you go over to myamazonguy.com, go to listing reinstatement. Um, we take care of suspensions as well. Uh, listing yanks, you name it, copyright issues, medical claims, listing condition issues, restrictions, brand takedowns, item safety breakdowns, and more. We can help you with all of that. 500 bucks, we'll get you reinstated so you don't see those, sorry, we couldn't find that page, dogs. And it's definitely worthwhile. Uh, another new service we launched today is Amazon Product Videos. We're teaming up with Ask Dave Taylor, and it's a great product. Uh, he actually demos products for you on camera, so you got on-air talent, and we'll uh, show and tell the product. Cost of that, $1,000, and that will include um, a two- to three-minute walkthrough of the product, demo of the product, your choice of set decorations, backgrounds, etc. finished and fully edited Amazon-ready video files, and uh, we'll get that over to you. So it's a great way to increase your conversion rates and lower your return problems. So hope you check some of those services out. Uh, we've also got other resources on how to load these videos right on our, our website as well on the Amazon product video service page, as well as a lot of other common frequently asked questions like where does that video show up? And we've got screenshot tutorials to explain where to do that. So hope you check that out. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. This is the My Amazon Guy podcast. We hope you subscribe and share it with others. Thanks so much.